Let's go. It's time for this week's Gaz on the Go. All the sports knowledge, the sports talk you need in a nice, tidy 30 minutes. Now, I say 30 minutes, and usually it's always going to be right around 30 minutes. But this week, we've got a bunch of changes I want to get to. First of all, if you're watching on our YouTube side, you see the new logo. It's fresh. Now, if you're listening to us on our audio side, some changes are on the way as well. Good things, though. Good things. Now, if you've been following Godzilla Media and getting there with Gaz and Gaz on the Go, we all know there's a very different feel between those two interviews, right? So getting there with Gaz is about people's careers, whether it's media members, coaches, athletes, business owners, and that's going to continue to be the theme. Now, randomly out of the blue, we get Gaz on the Go, which is 30 minutes of sports talk. They just don't fit the same theme. So with that being said, you'll see like in the parentheses of this episode, if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, it says on the move. Soon enough, and as soon as this week, if you are on Apple, more so Spotify, Apple takes a few days. Just type in Godzilla Media, and now you'll see getting there with Gaz and Gaz on the go. I've learned the listening habits are different for the two different listeners. Some people just want straight sports talk, and I don't take offense to that. Hey, guys, love the interviews, but I'm more of a straight sports talk guy. I want bets. I want fantasy. I want to hear you talk about what I'm used to. Cool. And if you love the career stuff, you can do that too. The career stuff, getting there with guys is always evergreen content. So you could listen to that a month from now, three months from now, six months from now. The sports talk stuff is always going to change. So with that being said, be very aware. We're making some moves here. Gaz on the go. Resubscribe. Now I'm going to have two little updates on your phone. You'll know when the Gaz on the go updates are going. You'll know when getting there with Gaz is going. And please, to continue to see all this great stuff, leave a comment on our YouTube channel, which now has a playlist easy for you. Leave a review means a lot when people are looking for the podcast and everything else. So leave a comment there on Apple, all those good things. Now, one of the really exciting parts about this situation, about the relaunch, is I get to announce not one, but two new partners joining us here with Getting There with Gaz and Gazilla Media. One of these guys, Connor Lind over at Northeastern Insurance, a hustler man. He's one of my guys, and I say the hustler because it seems like every event I was at over the last few years. Connor was there doing different things, but most importantly, taking care of his clients. Auto, home, business insurance needs. Call Connor Lind at Northeastern Insurance today, a broker for the agency representing over 20 nationally ranked carriers, including Progressive, Nationwide, MetLife, Travelers, and more. He'll review your coverage. He wants to make sure your belongings are properly protected, all while saving you some cash. Makes that process so simple for you as well. Whether it's your first time having your own insurance or you've been with the same company for years, he, Connor Lynn, does that shopping for you. Initial policy sent up each at your renewal. He'll do a full policy review to continuously make sure you have the most competitive rate and check for those available discounts. Give him a call today, 518-346-2886, 518-346-2886, or email him, Connor L at nemail.com for a free no obligation quote today if you want to continue to support getting there with guys guys in the media guys in the go support our great partners like connor lind over at northeastern insurance and not only are you going to be support my guy connor how about our friends over at easy up and if you're watching on our youtube sign you see our godzilla media banner for our debut event at hooters well it happened because of the great people over at easy up visit their website today easy up EasyUP.com. Tailgate season's just around the corner. If you're getting ready to go to the football games, need that beautiful setup. Now, maybe it's a table. Maybe it's just that tent you want over just in case rain's on the way. 
The people you want to call are the crew over at EasyUp. They took care of me for the event. They'll do the same for you. Give them a call today, 800-45-SHADE. That's 800-45-SHADE. They'll help you find exactly what you want, whether it's the size, whether it's the design. The art team and everyone there helped me set up this great banner. And with more exciting things on the way, I'm able to do it thanks to EasyUp. Time, destination, spot, working with all those things you want, whether it's those, again, setups for tables, tailgate season, just sports fans and more looking for banners and to promote your business the way you want to do it with EasyUp. EasyUP.com. EasyUP.com. EasyUp. Now, let's continue to rock here. Goss on the go. Oh, I loved Astros versus Yankees. I'm so glad booing is still cool in sports. I see the tweets and the Facebook posts. Oh, you shouldn't boo anybody. That's being mean. That's hurting their feelings. Stop it. That's what it was about. Booing. New York Yankee fan, I was so proud of you ripping into the Astros, ripping into Alex Bregman. I don't know what changed in society. I don't want to make this too political, and I won't, but 2021, over the last two to three years, we've seen the change in sports fan. Don't boo. Make sure you cheer for both teams. Now, look, there are some low-hanging fruit insults. I'm not the person that wants to insult somebody's physical appearance because that's just too easy to do. Or you bring up somebody's past. Like, that's not creative to me. But I truly find great comedy and entertainment in roasts. And you know the roasts I'm talking about, the comedians and everything else. Where if you can roast somebody creatively, and that goes for fans, I find it hysterical. I think it's so good. And baseball fans, and especially Yankee fans, get so creative with the roasting of the other team. The trash cans were out there. Look, I've seen that before. But the who's your daddy chance with Pedro Martinez in the past? Loved it, Yankee fan. Nothing wrong with booing. Don't insult someone's physical appearance. Don't go with somebody's family or kids or anything like that. Look, I had a friend who used to, for whatever reason, have an obsession as a Syracuse football fan with Geno Smith's mom. Maybe you don't have to insult Geno Smith's mom. But you can have fun and be creative. I had another group of friends. It might have actually been the same mix of guys who... He used to get on this player called, I think it was Thorman. He's playing the AAA affiliate of the Braves. And it was never insulting him. It was just getting creative with the heckling. That's the fun part of sports, being a part of that. Now, the athletes changed over the last 10 to 15 to 20 years. If you're keeping it creative, like college basketball crowns, uh, Coach K, right, the Cameron Crazies, there's that line that's been drawn, the Oakland Zoo in Pittsburgh. That's what makes sports so much fun and so unique, American sports in particular, where you get to see your Feelings out loud and people might not criticize me. Good for that. It should have been handled differently by the Houston Astros. Because what the Astros should have done is they should have went full heel. You guys know what I'm talking about. The Houston Astros should own it. Now, maybe not flat out come out and say you cheated. Although we all know what you guys did. You don't have to do that. But if you know you're going to get booed and they're not going to be violent and throw at your head. Just be the bad guy. Lean into it. You Star Wars nerds out there, kind of go like this. May the fourth be with you. Maybe do one of these things. Use your aggressive feelings, boy. Let the hate flow through you. And that's the way you do it. Let that hate flow through you. That's what I want. Look, you don't have to go full John Rocker. You don't have to rip apart New York like the legendary SI article. 
But don't give me this. Don't give me what Alex Bregman gave me post-game of the time the Yankees played the Astros. I think we just tried to focus on um, taking good swings, um, competing, and uh, worrying about baseball. I don't need that. What I would like instead from Alex Bregman and the Houston Astros, give me a little bit of The Rock. The Rock! Grab a bull! Great one! People's champ! And oh, to say the least, The Rock is something you're not undisputed champion, so shut up, bitch! (laughs) The Rock was on time with that stuff. Just embrace it. Make sports entertaining. Last week we talked about Jake Paul and Floyd Mayweather and Tyson Fury and Conor McGregor. And it's just not me personally. There's a reason why these guys get money in their pockets. Because people either root for or against them. Baseball, we're going to continue. At least people are going to say, oh, baseball's got to figure out what to do to connect to the fans, blah, blah, blah. There you go. Look, I remember when I was in middle school and high school and I got to see the Chicago Cubs trying to break the curse. Exciting, but that was only five years ago. I bring up high school and middle school because that Bartman situation was a storyline rich playoff season. The curse of the Bambino. But as good as that was, it was Red Sox and Yankee fans playing off of each other. That's what I loved about it. Lean into this baseball. Find some heroes. Find some villains. And in a weird twist here, the Yankees are the good guys. Even though they've been the dark force, right, for all these years, all of a sudden the force is now flipped over and they're the good guys. I love it. Let booing continue to happen. Be creative with your heckles, but embrace this baseball because this is the most we've been talking about your sport in a top headline here. You probably thought I was going to open with the NFL draft and I kind of thought I was going to open with it too. Look, traditionally, and you're going to notice at least two or three times in this podcast, this is the difference between what I would have done in sports talk radio where I used to have to fill four to five hours of coverage. Nobody has time to sit around for that anymore. What we would have done is the winners and the losers. Who got it right? Who got it wrong? Give me the grades. Nobody's played yet. Like, what what are we going to do? Nobody's been on the field yet. I'm not going to give grades out. Now, if I need to fill four hours, I'd have my report card out like I was a professor teaching a class. We don't have to do that anymore. Instead, what I'd rather focus on is if we got fooled. Did we? Like, what happened involving Aaron Rodgers? So I'm getting ready for the Hooters event. Shout out to my buddy Darren and Dixon and Camps. They're all here. They came over to the crib. And we're all getting ready to go over the event. They drove in from the queues. Well appreciated. Speaking about booing, I got booed at Hooters by my friends, and I embraced the hate. I loved it. That's when you get true friends. But... We're watching the Rodgers situation go down, and two of those guys are Packer fans, and my buddy Dixon owns the Packers, small percentage, and I'm waiting for Rodgers to get traded. Then my pal Zach By out at 104.3 The Fan in Denver, his co-worker Mark Schler is reporting it's a done deal. I see Diana Rossini going on saying it's going to happen. Just wait for June 1st. I'm like, whoa, June 1st? Diana, couldn't you have told us that four hours ago? And here's where it gets really confusing. Because the initial report that Aaron Rodgers on draft day that was going to get traded and wanted out was from a Viking media member, the rival of the Packers. And the guy, uh, I got to call him Polish Rob, the mayor who covers the Packers, Rob Dimovsky, the mayor of Green Bay, he, who is the beat writer for the Packers, Goes to social media on draft day and says, there is no truth to this report. 
Okay, so now the ESPN reporter is saying there's no legs to this report. A random Minnesota Viking beat, not even the beat reporter, some random guy in Minnesota who calls the games, said Rodgers wants that. But ESPN and everybody else takes off like it's the story of the century. We all got fooled. Like, let's admit it. No one wants to admit when they got fooled, but that's what happened. Because we've gone through this year after year after year. That's what makes the NFL draft compelling. Whether it's the Johnny Manziel year where I consider that my favorite draft of all time because I was convinced every pick he was going to get drafted and that's great theater and that's great television. Whether it's the Laramie Tunsil draft where you see the big old pot mask. We don't know where he's going to fall. That becomes a talking point. Bills fans, don't you want to forget that Remember that draft? Not was it just Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold at number one, but Josh Allen having racial tweets come back to life and how much that was going to affect his draft stock? We should have known better. We shouldn't have taken the bait. I'll give you one more. Remember when Pete Prisco from CBS started to report on the day of the Kyler Murray number one pick that he wasn't going number one and that started to spread? We just have to be smarter. We all bit. That on draft day, Aaron Rodgers was going to get traded. The NFL MVP was going to be on the move. And then he wasn't. We sat waiting with bated breath to watch one of the biggest blockbuster trades go down in NFL history. And it didn't. So we got fooled. We have to admit it, and it's okay. ESPN, the NFL Network, ABC, whoever else got us hook, line, and sinker. The draft didn't get underway till 8.15, and I was watching coverage at 2.30 with six hours to go. Kudos to them. Do I think Aaron Rodgers is going to get traded? No. I thought he was. Probably you hearing that being like, gosh, come on. I just watched 10 hours of Rodgers talk trade coverage. Yeah, and I thought Deshaun Watson was going to get traded. And I thought every other quarterback who's requested a trade was going to trade. It hasn't happened. To trade the NFL MVP for what reason? Wait and see. Maybe I'll be wrong, but I feel like we've seen in the past, it's far more likely to get traded during the draft or before the draft than after. Because the Broncos, if we want to use them again, they've already formed their roster. We got fooled. And that's okay, because at least it was entertaining. It is a great magic trick. And here's the thing. The magic wand, that's going to be spun around for the next four weeks until June 1st. June 1st of the cap situations involving Rodgers. They're going to try to get us to see how much longer we can believe Rodgers is going to get traded. Maybe we're going to fall for it again. Look at hockey and the New York Rangers breaking through here, going from a New York story to a national story. I like to call these stories 10 and 10, 12 and 12. Some radio people might know what I'm talking about. It's kind of like an inside term that I'm using that there are certain stories and there's like a deep, dark, dirty secret. That it only takes about 10 seconds to figure out the answer, but you got to fill 10 minutes. Like the Tom Wilson situation that happens. He's a punk. That was a punk move. The Rangers should have kicked the crap out of him. The end. Like, I don't need 10 minutes to tell you that Tom Wilson was a punk and it was a dirty hit he had on the Ranger player. That's it. Like, end of discussion. This is like the situations I like to group in where, like, an athlete commits a crime or domestic violence becomes an issue. Something that's so blatantly obvious that there does not have to be a discussion of a, is it or is it not? No, like, guys, we got it. It's common sense. We don't have to fill 10 or 12 minutes of arguing whether or not we should figure out this type of punishment. The answer is, he's an idiot. He should be punished by a league. The end. I call it 10 and 10 because it's done in 10 seconds, but you got to fill 10 minutes again. Now, with that being said, let's listen to my guy, Kenny Albert, one of the most underrated broadcasters 
call the first second of Capitals Rangers from last night. Face off. Three fights simultaneously. Rooney and Dowd. De Giuseppe going at it with Hathaway, Blackwell, and Haglund. One second in. Look, the Rangers are eliminated from postseason contention, but they stood their ground. They didn't like what happened to their teammate, and they fought. They made moves within the organization, the GM's out, and everything else. So the Rangers are going to start looking towards the future. But I have respect for what they did. The Capitals sit atop the East right now. They thought they could punk New York. And whether New York finishes, doesn't even matter. 26-30, doesn't matter with the numbers of victories this season. Chest down strong, defending yourself. That wild photo of all those Capitol players inside the penalty box. You stood up. That became the Rangers mantra. There you go. The Rangers made some moves. Now they need as many victories as the fans hoped, but maybe next year or two years from now. This is a tone-setting situation that happened with this franchise. Don't try to punk us or we're going to come right back in your face and punk on you. Combining two stories here. First, Carmelo Anthony, and then also the New York Knicks. So we're kind of going to bounce back and forth between these two topics because my guy Carmelo now ranks 10th all-time in the history of the NBA in overall points scored. That's right, top 10 all-time. And Carmelo Anthony and his legacy in the NBA has not been tainted by that absence he had what seems to be two years ago now where all of a sudden he spent time with, of course, the Nuggets and the Knicks and then the Rockets and the Thunder, and he disappeared from the league as if nobody thought he was good anymore. And then he got the opportunity at the Portland Trailblazers, and he's continued to perform like the player we know that he is. And I figured this out when I moved out to the Capital Region, and I don't think so much in the Syracuse area. Carmelo is one of the great athletes in Central New York. But now I think about the entire state of New York, and just think about where you're listening right now. Maybe it's Syracuse, Utica, Geneva, Watertown, Ithaca, Boston's outside of New York. Nice job, guys. But you know what I mean. I saw our Boston number. Shout out to everybody continuing to listen in Boston. But the New York people. How do you feel about Mello? Because I started to learn this the more and more I was east of Syracuse. Mello is not loved across New York. Whether it's style of play, and I always compare him and Dwight Howard where they could play at that level, then all of a sudden the game became more three-pointer based. And those two in particular had to adjust their game. Now Dwight Howard wins a championship with the Lakers last season. What I'm talking about, all-time top 10 players per season, those guys' individual games are the most affected because it wasn't relying on the three. It wasn't relying on outside shooting. It was relying on physical moves and how you can mismatch a player and matchup in the game. But Carmelo Anthony is no doubt a Hall of Famer. For the Albany or Saratoga or Glens Falls or downstate fans who try to hate on that, stop it. Remember, the Basketball Hall of Fame is both college and professional. It even goes to the high school ranks and international ranks at times. Mello's got the national title. Mello's the most decorated Olympian in basketball history. And now he's a top 10 scorer. The legacy is not tainted. Carmelo Anthony, what he did at Portland and New York and Denver will be regarded as one of the best careers we've ever seen especially the last 25 years. Now, will he be ranked as a top 50 player of all time? No, he's probably right there, though. Probably like 45 to 50 if we did an all-time ranking. But his legacy has not been tainted. And New York fan, I bring that up because of this. 
New York fan especially likes to have selective memory. Before the season the Knicks had here in 2020-2021, the last successful season for the Knicks was with Carmelo Anthony. And no athlete in the history of the NBA over the last 10 seasons, we can go back further, and I've said this so many times in the Capital Region Airwaves, got the blame Melo got leaving New York. You've heard these takes before, haven't you, certain people who've listened to me in the 518? Nobody. Melo got blamed for Kristaps Porzingis leaving? Melo got blamed for Phil Jackson? Melo got blamed four years after he was gone by writers who I respect like Mark Berman and others? Stop it. Look, the New York Knicks figured it out this season. Tom Thibodeau, Derrick Rose, Julius Randle, the young nucleus of players. There is no longer a connection to Melo, so stop trying to draw the parallel that, oh, if they didn't have Melo, this would have been quicker. There is no more comparison. New York got good. Julius Randle is likely going to finish third in the MVP, voting behind Nikolai Jokic and Chris Paul. The Knicks formed it together. The East... Kind of went back to earth. And what I mean by that is that the Knicks were able to figure out we want to be competitive and we want to build like this. So the New York Knicks are good. Carmelo Anthony's good. Both things can happen. New York fan, whether it's John Carlos Stanton, Yankee fans, he's on fire right now. No reason to rip him anymore. Whether it was Robinson Cano. Okay, that one's a little different. But you know there are certain play A Rod. Don't that'll be for another podcast of whether or not A Rod was better than Jeter during their ten years with the Yankees together. And I'm just talking about those times in which their careers crossed. I can feel some of you just burning like Gaza's taking A Rod and Sten and Mello's side. That's not it. What it is is that if your team is having success with those certain players, embrace the success. If your team starts to struggle, blame the players on the team. And if your team starts to win again, embrace the new guys. That's what's happening. Melo continues to carve out a Hall of Fame career in the Pacific Northwest. The New York Knicks are now going to the playoffs. And New York fans across the board, whether it's Syracuse to Geneva to Rochester to Watertown from Cortland to Oswego, you can root for both. You can say I didn't like Melo when he was in New York, but I'm rooting for him now. I had zero interest in the NBA and the Knicks But now because they're a New York team and I want to see them do well, they're almost the underdog, I want to see it happen. You can root for both. It's okay. And I'm going to be rooting for both. I hope the Knicks do great in the NBA playoffs, and I hope my guy Melo continues to tear it up and has a nice send-off to the end of his career, whenever it may be. Quick thing on AEW wrestling here, and I always try to do my best because there's a huge mix between diehard wrestling fans, casual wrestling fans, and no wrestling fans at all. So I always try to kind of do my best to sum it up in one. How about five-on-five double steel cage blood and guts steel cage match? Yeah. I don't know what else I should have added because AEW adds all these different terms and the whole show is ridiculous. Look, I was fired up for that. My pal Greg, shout out to him and Utica, was talking about maybe Daniel Bryan, a.k.a. Bryan Danielson, making an appearance. And I actually met him at a hotel in Philly. That might be for another podcast at another time, but it didn't happen. Five guys versus five guys with two steel cages, blood everywhere. It was out of hand. I don't even know if it was good. There was like four commercial breaks. Chris Jericho fell through something like my 10-month-old wood. It was nice and soft and cushiony. Every week I talk about AEW. I have no idea if it's good. It is such a car wreck. I can't turn away. 
And for some of you, that might be entertaining enough. I'm now at the point with AEW that if you're not a diehard wrestling fan, you just might be so entertained by the chaos that you love it. So there's my pitch for AEW. If you haven't been watching wrestling for a while, if you're like a casual fan, flip it on one night and watch the moves, the personalities, and the insanity that goes on. Blood and Guts, I was entertained. Again, I don't know if it's good. There's movies that aren't good that make me laugh, but that's what AEW was. Absolutely insane. I took a beating in the Derby, man. Now, I say I took a beating in the Derby because Medina Spirit ran a great race. Rock Your World was nowhere to be found. Essential quality. Rock Your World got bumped, though, early. Didn't really have a chance. I felt good, though, because I nailed some races earlier in the day. Hit that dead heat exacta eight times. Let's go. Jackie's Warrior with a victory. By the way, shout out to the guy who was in front of me at Rivers Casino. I believe he's with his grandson. Who's like, yeah, I bet my granddaughter's birthday, 8-7. Usually I bet like $300 every year on the Derby. I always put 50 on her birthday. And they slowly started to piece together that they won close to $13,000. They gave it to him in cash, which was insane. Pretty sure he walked out with an envelope of $13,000. Anyways, shout out to him. Here's my pick for the week. Uh, I'm down about $34 as the last check. Fade Gaz is very real. Simple, easy bet for you. NBA game. Have no idea quite yet what the number is going to look like, but it is tomorrow. Pacers, Hawks. Now, the Hawks are seven games above 500. The Pacers are five games below, and there's already rumors that their coach might be one and done in Indiana. Already rumors that he might be on the way out. But here's what's happening with Indiana. They lost the other night to the Wizards, and they scored 141 points. Russell Westbrook had one of the great NBA games of all time. And then on the first, Indiana beat Oklahoma City by 57 So here's what the Pacers have done their last three games. 141, 152, and a 17-point loss to Brooklyn. In a Portland team they lost to. And Portland's kind of fighting it out there for the playoffs as well and trying to find their footing. Atlanta also battled with Portland. The Pacers, coach, may be gone. They're putting up a ton of points. Games at home. Give me the Pacers' money line over the Hawks. Simple, easy as that. So remember all the changes that are going on, by the way. Gaz on the go, if you're listening on an audio side, please do me a favor. Just search Godzilla Media. Apple, it might take you a few days, so hold off to the weekend. If you're on Spotify, it should pop up as soon as when you listen to this. And then check out our YouTube sign. Make sure you're subscribing. You're going to see playlists. Make it nice and easy for you. And don't forget about launch week. More podcasts, more contributors, more content. So there's certain things that you've been listening to on Gaz on the go. And you're like, I wish Gaz talked more about this. I wish to talk more about that. You're going to hear more voices offering those takes for you upcoming as soon as next week. So, guys on the go. I'll catch you later. And look for all the changes on the way on our social media platforms. At Tom Gaz, T-O-M-G-O-Z-Z. Getting there with Gaz on Instagram. Facebook, just search my name. And shoot me an email. If you like the podcast, you want to hear different things, G-O-Z at GazzillaMedia.com. Catch you next week.